The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. The best predictor of behavior is ease. It's more powerful than motivation, price, quality, satisfaction. So whenever you want to influence behavior, make that behavior as easy as possible. Howdy, everyone. It's Thursday, and it's a new episode of The Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnett, and I'm an influencer. No, I don't mean I'm a trendsetter with millions of followers on social media. I just mean that I, like you, exert influence on my friends and family, colleagues, and even casual acquaintances. For better or worse, consciously or unconsciously, we're all having an impact on those around us all the time. How to wield that influence effectively and ethically is the subject of the new book, Influence is Your Superpower, The Science of Winning Hearts, Sparking Change, and Making Good Things Happen by Zoe Chance. Zoe teaches a sought-after class at the Yale School of Management called Mastering Influence and Persuasion. Hi, I'm Zoe Chance. I'm a behavioral scientist who studies and teaches people how to become more influential so they can bring their big ideas to life. My course is the most popular elective at Yale School of Management, and I've now written a book so that you don't have to go to Yale to learn the tools of real, lasting influence. Making it okay for someone else to say no makes them want to say yes. What is it that you wish for? Maybe you're hoping to find meaningful work, lead a successful team, get a raise, share your art, fall in love and have a happy relationship change a policy, change a politician, or even save the planet before it's too late. Or maybe right now you'd just like to get your kids to bed before you're exhausted. The only way to make your dreams come true is to influence other people to change their behavior. But trying to influence someone means you're a threat to their time, maybe their money, their pride, or their social capital, definitely their attention. Attention is in short supply, and they're already handling hundreds of influence attempts per day for marketing, advertising, kids, bosses, and internal temptations. So it's no wonder that when someone realizes you're trying to influence their thoughts or behavior, their gut reaction is to say no or tune you out. Show you you're not the boss of them, even if you are. They meet your pressure with resistance. But when you make an invitation without any pressure whatsoever, your pulling back makes them inclined to lean forward. It's one of the Aikido moves for handling resistance. All you have to do is add a softener to your request, like, I know you're probably busy, or please don't say yes unless you really want to do this, or would you feel comfortable with? And also keep in mind that people are far more likely to say yes to a face-to-face request than you expect and far less likely to respond to a social media post than you expect. The pressure and the likelihood of saying yes depend on the closeness of the interaction. Use your own judgment about balancing the two, the pressure and the likelihood of saying yes, and focus on the long run. Conversion doesn't happen in one conversation. It happens in a relationship. 
the best predictor of behavior is ease. The biggest misperception about changing minds is that you need to do it at all. Because a lot of our behavior doesn't reflect any conscious thinking. That's why the best predictor of behavior is ease. It's more powerful than motivation, price, quality, satisfaction, or even intentions. You might not be selling something, but you can still take inspiration from a little-known marketing metric for measuring ease called the customer effort score, which comes down to a simple question. How easy was it? How customers answer that one question explains one-third of their willingness to buy again, to increase their business with the company, or to rave about it to other people. The customer effort score is 12% more predictive of customer loyalty than customer satisfaction is. Ease makes people happy, and effort can really piss people off. In a study of 75,000 customer service calls, Researchers found that 81% of customers who reported having a difficult experience said they intended to complain to friends or post negative reviews, while only 1% of customers who reported having an easy experience said they would do the same. So whenever you want to influence behavior, make that behavior as easy as possible. Being charismatic isn't something you are, It's something you do. When I ask people what influence skill they'd most like to master, the most common answer by far is charisma. When I ask what that means, they tell me charisma means people pay attention to you. So how do we get people to pay attention to us? You could run through the office in your underwear, but that's not exactly charismatic, is it? The most charismatic performer I've ever seen was Prince. As he took the stage, he looked right into my eyes, I was sure, and I took my friend's arm and whispered, oh my God, I'm going to faint. At that moment, the woman on the other side of me fell to the floor, unconscious, knocked out by Prince's powerful charisma. The paramedic who loaded her onto a stretcher told me it wasn't an unusual occurrence. If I didn't know better, I would have imagined Prince was just supernaturally gifted. But the truth is, he was so uncharismatic that when Warner Brothers had signed him and he had a number one billboard hit, they wouldn't even let him go on tour. Because he was such a nervous performer, he'd turn and play with his back to the audience. When he spoke, it was barely even a whisper. But all that changed when Rick James invited him to join his tour as the opening act. Prince studied Rick James' moves, the way he interacted with the audience, and most importantly, how he directed his attention. And Prince completely transformed himself. I appreciate Prince's story partly because I grew up shy and quiet. You don't have to be loud to be charismatic. You also don't have to wear lingerie on stage or play an electric guitar. You can master charisma with some simple tools. Executives trained in charisma get rated not just as more charismatic, but as better leaders. And you can become more charismatic, someone people want to pay attention to, with a few simple tweaks to your language, your body language, and your attention. The simplest charisma hack is to practice focusing your attention on other people one at a time. It's hard to do this just by trying, 
because then you're monitoring yourself and that means you're focused on you. But you can get a start just by asking questions and using people's names more often. In the book, you'll learn how your pronouns reveal where your attention is focused, and I don't mean your gender pronouns. And I'll teach you how to shine so that other people feel like they're the only one in the room. When you're charismatic, people want to say yes to you. Authentic, lasting influence is a group project. Being truly influential requires us to make a paradigm shift. From thinking of influence as getting what we want from other people, to reaching for greatness together. Here's a small sample of the book for you. As our paths cross and twine, diverge and reconnect, we form a greater whole, an interconnected web of influence. You are already part of this collective power. The root of the word influence is the Latin influere, to flow in as a river, a current. Your influence flows from other people and to other people and from them to others and on and on. Sometimes you're aware of those who lifted you up or helped inspire your great ideas. Sometimes not. Sometimes you're aware of your own ripple effects. Sometimes not. Some forces of influence are unconscious. Some are forgotten. There are small nudges here and there. Sacrifices by brave and committed individuals. Kind acts by not-so-committed individuals. Accidents and acts of fate. They all connect us. Few of history's turning points can credit just one hero. No one flew down in a cape or swung in on a strand of spider silk to save the world single-handedly. Instead, there was an army of angels who spread the word saying, here's what we're going to do. Or they just stepped up and did it. Working together in 1943, the Danish people saved 99% of their Jewish neighbors from the Holocaust. In the middle of the night, they ferried them in tiny fishing boats to Sweden and safety. Working together in 2005, the Cajun Navy rescued 10,000 of their neighbors from Hurricane Katrina, one of the worst hurricanes in U.S. history. As Rebecca Solnit writes in Hope in the Dark, Hundreds of boat owners rescued people. Single moms, toddlers, grandfathers, stranded in attics, on roofs, in flooded housing projects, hospitals, and school buildings. None of these people said, I can't rescue them all. All of them said, I can rescue someone. And that's work so meaningful and important, I will risk my life to defy the authorities to do it. And they did. Sometimes we succeed. And sometimes our hearts break open. Sometimes inspiration strikes, our timing is perfect, luck is on our side, and the gates of heaven part for us. And all the time, the seeds of our influence are floating off like the tufts of a dandelion, carried on the wind to places beyond where we can see. Whether we mean to or not, we are planting seeds. We are making history. Thank you, Zoe. All great ideas. Listeners, if you'd like to exert a little positive influence, you could give this podcast a rating and review. 
Believe it or not, it really matters because it lets your friends know what you listen to and like. It sends a little signal out into the world, and that's your influence at work. Tomorrow, we'll wrap up the week with some big ideas from It's Not Me, It's You, Break the Blame Cycle, Relationship Better by John Kim and Vanessa Bennett, two therapists who've analyzed their own relationship to help you with yours. I'm Michael Kavnat. See you tomorrow.